Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. We're in this series called Off the Grid. And so we're talking about hearing from God's voice and what it means to unplug and and pull away for a season, which is what we're doing as a church through our fasting and prayer and hearing God's voice because God wants to speak to you. He desperately wants to speak to you. However, as we learned last week, you have a responsibility in hearing God's voice. You have to have good soil in your life. You have to have good soil in your heart in order to hear the seeds of God's voice planted in your life. Now today is gonna be super practical because if nothing, I'm a, I'm a practical preacher. I'm kind of a, a cookies on the bottom shelf kind of guy. And so I like to take things that could be complex potentially and make them simple. And I believe today, if you will apply what I wanted to teach to your life, it's gonna radically change the way that you hear from God, the way that you listen to God, and how you know, in fact, that that is the voice of God speaking to you. I'm gonna give you a filter, I'm gonna give you a framework so that you know that it's God talking to you. Um, because if, if you've been around a while, sometimes it can be like, is that the voice of God speaking to me? Or is that just the, the you know, skunky Chinese food I ate last night, right, talking to me? Or, or is, you know, I don't know if you've been in an experience where somebody said, I have a word for you. I got a word from the Lord for you. All right, well, how do you know that that's from God? How do you know that that's him speaking to you? So we have to have a filter in order to be able to hear the voice of God Clearly, because there's also some crazy people out there that want to begin every sentence with, well, God told me to tell you. And so you need to have a filter to test and make sure that that is a word from the Lord. Like how many of you ladies know the guy that comes up to you and says, hey, God told me to tell you that we should hook up, that we should go out on dating and get married. Like you need to run from that guy. You need to say, well, God told me to tell you you're a psycho and I'm out of here, right? So we need to hear from, from God. So how do we know? that it's from God. So we're gonna talk about today. I took the boys um, backcountry camping in the Adirondacks in June, and we, like, we hiked in about six and a half miles into the Adirondacks, if you've ever been there, out in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's no cell phone reception. Uh, you know, it was, it was literally super remote. In fact, we, we were like, um, confronted by a huge black bear who ran us out of camp. Uh, and I'm gonna, I might tell you that story a little bit next week, perhaps, um, but let's just say that black bear is no longer with us. He is now in bear heaven, thanks to some rangers. Uh, it's, he just literally ran us out of camp. But we went off the grid, like completely, like no, no cell service. And there were, there were two things that were critically vital that we took on this camping trip. One was a map. You desperately needed a map because you couldn't get Google Maps, you couldn't get iMaps, and so you had to know, is this the trail that I should be taking or is this not the trail that I should be taking? And we were headed up to try to climb Mount Marcy, which is the tallest mountain, I think, in, in New York. We didn't end up getting there. Again, bear attack, maybe next week. Uh, but we were just kind of staying, you know, just trying to, is this the trail I should be taking? Is it not, not the trail I should be taking? And sometimes I think the, the direction of God in our life is a little like that. Is this where I should be going? Is this where I should be beheading? I think sometimes we can feel lost when it comes to God's 
direction in our life. God, is this the way I should be going? Is this the, the decision that I should be making? Is this the path that I should be, be following? Is this where I'm, I'm headed? Like my aunt, you know, who, who I think is a Christian, she told me that I should go this way, but I'm not really sure. Or I have a small group leader who said, yeah, I think that's a, a good decision for you, but I'm not 100% sure. And they told me to pray about it, and I prayed about it, but I still don't have clarity on what direction is. Is anybody uh, feel that ever that you just don't know? what God's leading you or where he's leading you or the direction he's taking you. And so I'll be real honest, sometimes discerning the voice of God and the direction of God in our life is difficult. It could be frustrating. Um, maybe you've been to that church or had an experience where somebody told you, you know, I have a, a word from the Lord for you. And trying to decipher, is that true? Is that legitimate? Because sometimes it is. Sometimes, you know, I've had God drop a word into my heart for someone and I said, I don't know if this applies to you or not, but I really feel like I should share this. And just like that, it would connect it with them. And they said, hey, man, that's exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. So I'm not saying that can't happen, but I'm saying sometimes people get it wrong. And so we have to have this filter to be able to test. Do I receive this or do I dismiss this word from someone? So we need to have God's direction in our life. And so on this trip, a map was, was critically important for us to take. However... The most important thing was this right here. This is called a, a life straw. And what this does, it allows you to, to, to filter any water source that you come across and filter out the impurities, to filter out the potential hazards, to filter out the parasites just by dipping this thing in the water and drinking through it because it has a filter straw like literally already inside of it. And so you could filter out all the stuff that, that you didn't want in your life in order to get the stuff that you did want in your, your life. And I submit that sometimes listening and hearing the word of God and getting direction from God, uh, you need one of these. You need a filter. You need a life straw in your life to be able to determine, all right, is this from God or not? Or do you filter out the impurities or, or is this God speaking? Because for some of you, the decisions that you have to make on your careers or the decisions that you need to make in regards to your family or schedule or schooling or relationship are heavy. And you need to know that you know that you know that you know, right, that's God speaking to you. That you filter it out, everything else, in order to clearly understand this is God's will for my life. First John 1, 4 says this, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether it's from God or not. Test the, the spirit. So what is my test? What is my, my filter to know if this is from God, if this is the direction I should be going in or not? Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. So in other words, sometimes we can think we're, we're hearing from God and we can think we're headed right or, or because this feels right or this, this feels good, but in the end, it could lead to death. So we have to be able to test and filter out, is this the voice of God that I'm hearing or not? So we need a life straw in our lives. I almost called this, this message high-quality H2O for any Waterboy fans out there. But we need, we need some high-quality H2O to filter out, yes, this is God's voice or no. 
This is, this is where God is leading me, or no, it's not where God is leading me. So I'm going to give you four filters today, four questions. Again, I'm going to make this very practical that I would encourage you to use whenever you're faced with a decision or whenever you're faced with, is this God talking to me? Or again, is this, you know, the, the pizza that I ate last night? Is this God or is this someone else speaking into my life? How do I filter the voice of God in order to follow the direction of God? I need a filter. In fact, repeat after me. I need a filter in order to follow. Come on, say it one more time. I need a filter in order to follow. I'm calling this my filter in order to follow. First question, write it down. Does it agree with God's word? By the way, these are in the order of priority as well. Meaning that when I say, does it agree with God's word, that isn't the last question that you ask yourself. That's not the last filter. That's not the second filter that you apply. It is the very first question that you ask whenever you're faced with a decision or if you wanna know if that's God speaking to you, does it agree with God's word? Why? Because God's voice will never contradict God's word. He'll never contradict what he's already written and established for us in his word. Jesus affirms this in Matthew 12, one through three. It says this, at the time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing what was unlawful. And they said that because they were working on the Sabbath. The Pharisees were always trying to catch Jesus uh, doing something on the Sabbath or, or, or trying to discredit him. In verse three, Jesus answered, haven't you, what's that word? Come on, say it. What's that word? Red. Jesus said, haven't you read? I love this because Jesus doesn't give his opinion. He, he, he's, not, he's not telling them what he thinks he should say. He takes them back to the scripture. He's taking them back to the, the written word of their day to address the issue. Essentially, the Pharisees were saying, hey, Jesus, I got a word for you. You shouldn't work on the Sabbath. And Jesus didn't go, well, I don't feel that's right. I don't think that that's good. He didn't say that this is my opinion. He says, haven't you read? In other words, he pushed back and he said, is what you're saying line up with what God has already written, with what God has already told us because his word is my filter. Jesus went on to tell a story of when David and his companions were hungry and they ate the, the consecrated bread that was in the temple. And then he goes on to say, in fact, the temple workers would even do this on the Sabbath. In other words, he's telling them, haven't you read? This is not a new thing. There's a precedent that's already been set here. It's already been done. So he's saying, it's not how I feel. It's not uh, what makes me feel good. It's not what makes me happy that's going to drive my decision, that's going to lead me to, to know whether or not this is the voice of God uh, because there's a way that seems right, but in the end could lead to death and destruction. So my filter, my first filter, is, is it in agreement with the word of God? And can I tell you something? Most of the questions that we ask of God have already been answered for us in his word. Most of what we ask about have already been written about. And so if what you're feeling or thinking or the choice that you want to make or the decision you feel like God is leading you in is what God wants, then it will be written in his word. It's going to agree with God's word. Write this down. The voice of God will never disagree with 
the word of God. But Colby, I just feel like God wants me to go this way or feel like God wants me to do that. Okay, that's great. Is it, is it agree with God's word? Or does it contradict God's word? Does it go against what he's already revealed to us in scripture? And to be clear, God will never contradict himself. He is never changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word has stood the test of time and it will last forever. And so if you ever need direction in your life, come on, you just have to look at God's word. That's where we start. Because we live in a dark, dark world. And we desperately need the, the light of God's word. The, the Bible says his word is a light unto our path, right? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. And so we need to turn on the bright light of God's word in our life. It gives us a roadmap for wisdom. It is a, a wellspring of hope for our life. It's God's word where we need to start. So that's your first filter. I think I'm hearing God's voice. I think this is the direction that he wants me to go. Okay, well, does it agree with the word of God? Now, however, some people will push back, and this is a valid point. They'll say, well, what I'm dealing with, Colby, doesn't really have a chapter and verse. Like, I can't really specifically find the thing that I am dealing with. Like, I'm trying to decide whether to take this job or not take that job or, or to leave this job, and there's not a verse that tells me, all right, here we go, Matthew 3, 27, thou shalt resigneth on the third day of the month when the sun is at the highest, and God will open up a door, and it will be six figures, praise the Lord, right? It doesn't say that. There's not a, a, a verse in there like that. So what do we do then in the instances where there's not clear direction? where I'm questioning whether or not I've heard God's voice in my life, but his word is not giving me clear direction. Filter number two, write this down. Does it draw me closer to Jesus? This is so simple. Does, does that God's leading, that voice that you're hearing, is it something that's drawing you closer to Jesus? This is when it doesn't contradict God's word, but there's not clear scripture about it. You could say, yeah, I could read the Proverbs and the Proverbs help me get direction for living, gives me, gives me wisdom, gives me some insight into things. But for this, like I don't have clear direction in the Bible for it. Uh, there is no, uh, Romans 5.11 says, thou shalt marry Bob. If you're wondering whether to marry Bob or not, thou shalt marry Bob, there it is. Where do I go? Well, the filter then becomes, does it draw me closer to Jesus? Look at what James 3.17 says, but the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure. So the word, the voice from heaven, what comes from above is gonna be pure, and then it's gonna be peace-loving, then it's going to be considerate, it's gonna be submissive, it's gonna be full of mercy and good fruit, it's going to be impartial and sincere. Verse 18 says, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. All these things look like things that would draw me closer to Jesus. It would make me more like Jesus. He was a, a pure person. He was peace-loving. He was considerate. He was submissive. Are you following me? He, he was full of mercy and good fruit. He was impartial. These are things that would draw me closer to Jesus. So does it draw me closer to Jesus? Practically speaking, here's how... This could look, well, well, PC, I feel like God's leading me, right, to this, this new job. And I'm trying to figure out if this is his direction in my life. Okay, well, does the schedule of the new job allow you to be drawn closer to Jesus? Or does it pull you further from Jesus? 
well, Colby, I'm not sure if I should make this expenditure or not. And I really want to hear God's voice when it comes to this big financial decision that I'm making. Okay, well, the, the filter is, does this decision that you want to make with your money draw you closer to Jesus or will it pull you further from Jesus? Well, Colby, I, I want to know if I, I, should, I should hook up with this guy, if this is the, the person that I should date. Okay, well, does dating that person draw you closer to Jesus or does it pull you further away from Jesus? Are you with me? It's simple. It's not contradicting the word of God. It's not that I don't have a, a clear you know, verse to give me direction. It's will it draw me closer to Jesus? And can I tell you something? While this sounds so simple and this sounds so obvious, if you love Jesus and you're a follower of Jesus and you become more like Jesus, I can't tell you how many people in ministry, in my life, have made decisions that I could see all over that decision before they even made it, that it would pull them further from God. And you've seen it too, that it would pull them away from the connection to God, away from the connection to the people of God or, or the house of God, the God's church, trying to pull them away from living for God. Well, Colby, this is just such a great job you don't understand. It's gonna mean more money, it's gonna, it, it's, it's just a great opportunity. It, it does mean it's gonna, you know, I, can't, I have to work on Sunday or I'm gonna be gone from my family three to five nights, you know, every week. I, and I'm not saying that's not God. I'm just saying I would be really careful to decipher if that's God's will and that's God's voice in your life because it's pulling you away from what matters most. The worship of God is pulling you away from your family. Well, Colby, my bae, my bae loves me. He's so sweet. He sends me flowers. He's, he's a good man. He doesn't come to church. He doesn't love Jesus, but he's a good man. Oh, and he's fine. He's fine. And I can make him, I can make him godly, but I can't make him fine. Come on, Colby. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Will Bay lead you closer to Jesus? Well, well not yet, but, but I'm hoping that he gets there. I'm missionary dating. First of all, there's no such thing as missionary dating. Secondly, who's going to lead him to Jesus? You? By compromising your morals, by compromising your purity, by compromising your faith in what you believe? Like, really? It's so, is this going to draw you closer to Jesus or pull you further away? Well, Colby, someone has a word for me. All right, test it. Test it. it is, did God write about it? Does it agree with God's word? If not, by the way, when someone gives you a word and it's not agreed with in God's word, you can just dismiss it. You can just say, look them in the eye and say, well, thank you for that word. Bless your heart. You know how you do when you're in the South and you tell somebody they're an idiot, but you disguise it by saying, bless your heart. You could just do that. Well, bless your heart, right? I'm not gonna, that's not my word. But if it does agree with God's word, then does, does it draw you closer to Jesus? My filters when I went to, to college were, one, does it agree with God's word or does it contradict God's word with where I go? And two, will it draw me closer to Jesus? And when I met Kristen, my wife, it's all right, is this agree with, you know, God's word? And it lined up with God's word. She's a believer. I wasn't about to date someone who wasn't a believer. I wasn't about to do the whole unequally yoked thing. And then the second question was, will it draw me closer to Jesus? And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Check every box along the way. Like, you see how this plays out? Here's the, the third filter, and this is gonna be tough especially for those of you that maybe you don't have godly voices in your life, but it's this, does your spiritual authority 
agree? Does your spiritual authority agree with it? Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. A wise man listens, a wise man seeks out advice, looks for, for counsel. Proverbs nineteen twenty says, listen to the advice and accept discipline or accept instruction, and in the end you'll be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord, the Lord's purpose prevails, is that prevails. One more, Proverbs 24, 6, for waging war, you need guidance and for victory. Come on, that's what we want in our lives. We want victory. And we want to know that we're, we're living in God's will. We want to know that we're following his direction because we know that in him we have victory. And victory, for that, you need many advisors. You need many advisors. Now listen, I think this is a foreign concept in our culture. But we have a spiritual authority. Like, God has established it that way. God has put spiritual authorities in our life. By the way, if you're a child or you're a student, you're living at home, your spiritual authority is your mom and dad. Like, that's who God has placed in your life. And you need to honor your mother and father, right, so that it goes well for you. If you are part of this church, like, God has put me in a position of being a spiritual authority, part of that, to speak into your life. Why does he do that? For protection, for guidance, for, for wisdom, so that we can have, the Proverbs says, victory in our life. Some of you, it's a small group leader that is in a position of spiritual authority. You need to lean in and listen to what they say in your life. Some of you, it's a staff member. It could be a mentor, people that love you, that love God and love you. They are your spiritual authority to protect you. So what are they saying? about is this the voice of God or is this the direction of God in your life? Because they see things that you can't see. They've had experiences maybe that you have not had yet. And it's not always that you want their advice or like their advice. But if you submit to their advice, it'll save you a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, perhaps keep you from a bad decision along the way. But instead, here's what many of us do, and I get it. I get it, but I'm trying to help you break out of this pattern so that you can better hear God's voice in your life because what most people do is seek advice from the people that will tell us what we want to hear, not what we need to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like if I need direction in my life and I know who's gonna be a dissenting voice in that, I'm not calling them. But if I really know I want to do something, well, I'll call, I'll call my friend Sarah because Sarah will get on board and Sarah will know, you know, you know that I want to do this and she just wants me to be happy and so I'm just going to call Sarah with those decisions. But how many of you know Sarah doesn't know the Holy Spirit from a flip-flop and so she can't discern anything, right? And so she's trying to give you direction that's not helpful to your life to hearing God's voice. We'll get financial advice from people who are broke, I don't know if I should buy this, you know, this truck with this $800 a month car payment. Let me ask my broke Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, what do you think? Oh, that sounds like a good deal, right? We'll get direction from people who who, who have no business, that don't know how to manage money well, that don't know how to steward things well. Maybe seek out someone, right, who's done this well. Get get wisdom from them. But a lot of times, we just want to hear people tell us what we want to hear. And so we don't go to spiritual authority. We don't go to godly counsel. What we do is we just go down the list until we can find someone who agrees with our position and the thing that we would like to do in the moment. 
Now, if you have good spiritual authority in your life, they're gonna love you even when you get it wrong, even when you make a bad decision, but they're not gonna rub it in. They're not gonna say, I told you so, but you need people in your life that want God's best for you. So it kind of looks like this, students, if you're dating someone and you have a spiritual authority in your life that's telling you that person is no good for you and they love God and they love you, you should listen to them. Like I have, I have put the brakes on major decisions that I thought would, would impact the kingdom of God, that I thought would, would increase um, our platform here in this city because a, a, a spiritual authority in my life told me, I don't know if this is the time for you to do that. And so we've, we've put the brakes on big decisions because it just wasn't the time. And I'm not talking about people who want to control you or push their own thing. I'm talking about wise counsel. Do you have spiritual authority in your life? So does it contradict the word of God, number one? And if it does, it's easy, right? That ain't God. If it doesn't, and then there's really not a clear kind of chapter and verse to give you because, again, there's lots of decisions that you, can't, that you can make that you just can't point to. Yep, there it is, you know, right there. First Thessalonians 5.11, by the Prius. It says it right there. I should buy the Prius, right? Besides, I don't, I don't think God's telling anybody they should buy a Prius. I'm just throwing that out there. That's not God. No, I'm kidding. But does it contradict God's word? And then will it draw me closer to Jesus Will I make, make that purchase? Will that help me to become closer to Jesus or further from Jesus? If I make that purchase, does that mean I'm not gonna be able to tithe? Does that mean I'm not gonna be able to be generous? So maybe that's gonna draw you further from Jesus. But maybe it, that decision, whatever it is, will bring you closer to Jesus. So you have to filter it through that question and then do people in my, my life, spiritual authority, agree with it? Are they giving me the, the green Light. And by the way, when I say godly people, I mean people that have evidence that they are godly. People that have evidence that they are living, you know, for Christ in their, their life. So all those filters need to be in place in order to get to this last one. Here's the last one I want you to write down. And that is, do I have peace? Do I have peace about it? And this is where I want us to take some time to really lean in to this whole question, do I have peace? Because here's what I think a lot of us need in this season is peace more than anything. With, with things changing constantly, how nice would it be to have, have peace and know that we're hearing from the word of God. We know that we're hearing the voice of God when it comes to giving us direction. So do I have peace? And this is the last, the last thing you ask, by the way, it's not the first thing you ask. Do I have peace? Because here's what happens. If you say, well, I already have peace about this, and then you go to God's word, guess what? You could, you could see something in God's word and not accept it because you've already determined you have peace about it. It's the wrong thing to do. It's the last question for a reason. You, you could go to God's word and you could say, you can make anything line up to what you would like to do in your life. So you first go to God's word. Does it contradict? But the last question, do I have, do I have peace? It's not where you, you start but it's the last question, are you settled about this? And here's what I want you to notice in this, this filter, these four filters that it starts with, it doesn't start with you. It starts with God's word and then Jesus. Is it gonna draw me closer to Jesus? What do others say? Godly counsel and then you. There's an order to it. And God is a God 
of order. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, for God is not a God of disorder, but a God of, of peace. See, I believe he wants to give you peace. And I believe we can have peace as we head into this crazy time of, of year. I've used this filter and have been applying it to my life for years. And I simply don't make a move unless, unless I'm settled in here and in here. If I have peace about it, if God is not in it, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Trust me, if God's not in it, you don't want it. I promise you that he's not a God of disorder. He's not a God of anxiousness. He's not a God of stress. He is a, a God of peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, last verse, says this, don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer and petition. That's what we're about to do. We've intentionally designed this series to give a space at the end so that we can respond, so that we can come before God, so that you don't have to think about all the things that you have to do and places you have to go, but so that we can sit and through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present our request to God in the peace of God. That's what we want, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Meaning I can't explain it to you. I don't know how. You know, I, I feel this way. I don't even know why I feel this way in the middle of all that's happening around me, but it's, I have this peace that I can't even explain that will fill your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. We've been learning that God wants to speak to us if we would come expectant. That God desperately wants to speak and us to have good soil, have a, a good heart in order for him to plant those seeds into. But I hope you never forget these filters. I hope they become muscle memory in your life. That you would practice this with any decision or any discernment you need. If you feel like this is the voice of God. In fact, this is what I want us to do right now. If you just stand up all around the room. And I want to ask you these questions and then we're going to go to God in prayer. And ask him for, for answers. Ask him to, to allow us to hear his voice in the matters that we all face. So let's do this in a spirit of prayer. Just bow your head, close your eyes as I ask you these. Because we all have decisions to make. We all wonder if that's the voice of God in our life. So the first question is this. Just ask God, does this line up with your word? Does this decision, does this thing I want to do, has it already been written about? Has it already been established in your, your word? And then ask him, will this draw me closer to Jesus? Will taking this step, will making that purchase, will, will doing that schedule of the school year, whatever it is, will this draw me closer to Jesus or, or will it pull me further away? And then number three, if you have it, what are the wise, godly people in your life telling you? If you don't have them, you better seek them out quickly. What are they telling me when it comes to this career, when it comes to my marriage, when it comes to the fact that things have been, been shaky for, for a while now? What, what should, should I do? How should I, I move forward? What is wise, godly, godly advice telling me? And then do I have peace? And let me be clear. 
peace does not mean easy. It does mean, is this direction going to be easy? I would argue that if it's God leading you and directing you, it's generally not the easy thing. That it's the difficult thing. It's the difficult thing because if you could do it on your own, why would you need God in the first place? It's the difficult thing that he's calling you to do and leading you to do. So do you have have peace? Not, Not easy. We need to have faith. Faith that God wants to give us peace. God, I pray that right now in these moments, in the decisions that we make, in our effort to hear your voice clearly, that as we seek you, God, you would speak to us and you would make your your voice incredibly clear in regards to these filters in our life. Because ultimately, if you're not in it, God, we don't want it. We don't want it. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast. And we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. Welcome to the family. We would love to know about it, so please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com yes. There will be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.